You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Well, gentlemen, it's the best time of the year. It's the NHL playoffs, and this is episode 124 of the podcast. Cody Abrams and Melbourne joining you, and this is our 2022 Stanley Cup playoff prediction episode. How are we doing, guys? I am absolutely fired up for the playoffs. Oh, my goodness. But I, uh, I'm going to be struggling to stay awake to watch the games tonight. I had a crazy busy weekend. I went to the Leafs game on Friday, uh, the Jays game on Saturday, spent the whole weekend in Toronto, and then came home, was home around 1 o'clock to, to pack up all my stuff and move again. I think, uh, I think this is place number 10 I've lived in now, but I'm, I'm into a new spot, new... Uh, new apartment so yeah it's been it was a crazy crazy week thank god reese was here to help me i he was dying the whole time i I, he was widowing or withering away um so yeah it was a crazy weekend and and i'm still like 20 percent on pack so a lot of work to to come as well that is like the worst thing ever and i think i've said this multiple times on the podcast because i think you've moved twice since i moved last and i was like unpacking is the worst thing ever and sucks you got to go through that again but it's sick that you got a new place i'm excited to maybe see it one day yeah it's just hilarious like you hop on the podcast like we spoke a couple days ago it seems like everything is normal and he's like oh yeah guys i moved look at this like a new background (laughs) we're like what like what do you mean you moved and he's like yep just did it like okay so anyways guys i'm i'm fantastic i finished my my last exam today for my first year of law school so i'm all finished summer officially starts today for me on day one of the nhl playoffs like it doesn't get better than this and because we're doing our playoff predictions today i just want to say we are recording at 5 44 p.m right now on monday may 2nd so all of these picks are legit and uh you know it's i'm so excited for this playoffs guys like it's gonna be absolutely insane there's so many good matchups maybe a couple upsets as well and uh i'll definitely be watching the toronto series number one florida series number two and then also the minnesota series i'm just looking forward to that for sure Harp, how you doing? Well, like I said off the top, it's it's the best time of the year. And uh, I had a great weekend myself, turned 25 over the weekend, as you guys know. Case, sorry you couldn't make it to the to the party on Saturday, but you had a sick weekend going to a baseball game and a hockey game in yeah. Toronto. So that's awesome. But, Chad, great that you and Paige came down. It was awesome. And, uh, yeah, here we are on Monday, and it's the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I've never been just, like – I've never been so nervous filling out my my bracket on on NHL.com. Like I just like really sitting there thinking about all the matchups and how good they're going to be. And I'm just so excited. (laughs) How about that one year where uh, NHL.com just said, uh, do it again. You're all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) There's all the upsets and they had to just say to try again. (laughs) Attempt number two. Literally yeah, be a little stressful. <laughs> exactly. And and who knows, maybe this this year will be uh, another one like that. So anyway, let's uh, let's get into it. And I think um, just given the, the significance of 
the uh, the Eastern Conference playoff matchups, and you know, obviously, I'm I'm speaking to to you, Chad. But uh, we'll we'll start with the the Western Conference matchups. Uh, start off a, a bit differently. So uh, the Nashville Predators and the Colorado Avalanche. We'll start with that matchup, and obviously, the headline coming in uh, with with this one is that the Predators are going to be without. UC Saros for a lengthy period of time. David Riddick looks like the starter against the Colorado Avalanche, and that's going to be really tough for the Nashville Predators, who had a great season. I think better than a lot of us expected, and Colorado was uh, just as good, maybe even better than we expected. So uh, personally, guys, I've got the Colorado Avalanche taking this series in five games. Thoughts on this series, guys? Well, I really wanted to take Nashville because of their size, their playing style, the momentum of their season. Because you said, you know, there's been adversity. We didn't really expect them to make the playoffs. Thought they were going to be a basement team. But no sorrows. That is absolutely huge. We've raved about him all year and and how he's been integral to get them here to the playoffs. So I'm going to have to give it to, to Colorado. Also, the most penalized team in the league is taking on the most favored penalty wise team in the league and uh the the nhl's darling so i think there's going to be a little bit of sketchiness going on there and special teams in the playoffs are huge so you know even though after the last couple of years i've begun to doubt the seriousness of the colorado avalanche in the playoffs i'm taking them here also in five harp yeah, I'm also taking Colorado here. I think you'd be a lunatic not to. They lost their goalie, which is the only reason. I guess I shouldn't say the only reason because they've had a lot of really good seasons from key guys like Forsberg, Duchesne, Roman Yossi. Oh, my God, he might win the Norris Trophy. But like they lose their starting goalie. Their backup, who is now their starter, is David Riddick, and he wasn't even an NHL goalie at times last season, so he's been subpar this year. UC Saros has obviously carried the load, and they're not going to be able to play him, so I just think Colorado is better up front with their forwards. They have a better defense core, um, and like... If you want to say, okay, Yossi is extremely good, well, guess who's on the other side? Kale McCarr. He's just as good, if not better, and younger. And goaltending obviously goes to Colorado as well. The season series, though, this is where it gets a bit interesting. 3-1 in favor of Nashville. So, again, who knows? These teams might not match up stylistically, but... At the end of the day, I'm picking Colorado in four. Money Pucks got them at 79%, guys. Like, this is the most (laughs) lopsided series in these playoffs. And if Nashville wins, some very few, mind you, people are going to win a lot of money. Yeah. Well, Chad, season series, I'll remind you that the last time the Devils were in the uh, playoffs with Taylor Hall as the heart, they uh, swept Tampa in the series and then lost in five. So yeah, uh, I wouldn't wouldn't take that too far. You're you're right, and that's you've always got to kind of give it a, take it with a grain of salt. But that's kind of how I did each each pick here. I did my pick and and how many games I ranked their forwards, defense, and goalies just off the top of my head, like who I think ha- who wins that matchup, the season series, and then what their actual odds are according to Money Puck. I did the Athletic too, but I use Money Puck more often, so uh, that's just how I did it. But you're right, the season series, uh-huh. it, I think it means something, but the playoffs are a different animal, so you can't put too much weight into that for sure. All right, on to this next series, and uh, Chad, you mentioned it uh, right off the top. We're excited for this one. 
St. Louis, and Minnesota in the first round in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You've got the St. Louis Blues, one of the hottest teams down the stretch uh, this season in the regular season. 2019 Stanley Cup champions against Billy Guerin's squad, the Minnesota Wild. Kirill Kaprizov, a career season over 100 points. They added uh, Marc-Andre Fleury at the deadline and the Wild are going to be a tough out. So St. Louis and Minnesota, I still can't believe this is a first round matchup. Uh, I've got Minnesota taking this one in seven games, guys. I think it goes the distance. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, everyone talks about the East having those matchups that you hate to see because only one team can move on. Well, this is that series in the West and this has the potential to be an absolute bloodbath and i am here for it i am going to be watching every game of this series if i can at least as much of the game as i can uh but i think it's going to come down to the wire too and and uh because of the decor that i've again raved about all year in the minnesota wild and plus the goaltending tandem in minnesota i'm giving the edge to mini and they're going to take this also in seven harper on the same page so far tonight kind of i like it i like it it scares me that makes me think i'm wrong (laughs) (laughs) well you guys are on the same page so i'm gonna go the other way and i'm gonna take st louis in seven games i think this series is gonna be extremely close like you guys both mentioned even though money puck has minnesota to win 70 percent right now which makes zero sense to me because these teams were within like four points in the standings or something and and st louis has been really good this year i like st louis's forwards better the fact that they don't have a kirill kaprizov kind of sucks but they have some other players who kind of fill out that lineup and their depth is incredible guys i think they had nine 20 goal scorers this year st louis did which is just like that's unbelievable that's a lot of guys up and down the lineup who can score so if you're able to shut down the top line of minnesota and then you can just throw out you know you can roll lines and you've got a guy on each line who can score i think it's dangerous it's dangerous depth even though we didn't love st louis at the start of the season so i think st louis wins up front for the forwards i think case i gotta go with you minnesota wins on the back end hands down that defense core is is unbelievable and then goalies i've got to give it to st louis here because uh minnesota starting mark andre Fleury, and i've seen this narrative uh, like on social media and stuff that Fleury is like this this big time playoff performer and, and whatnot even though like he's had this poor season and like he's coming into the playoffs but you guys know I love Flurry, but he's been chased from his crease and replaced by his backup goalie three separate occasions in the playoffs. So I don't even know why they're starting Flurry. I would have started Talbot. He's had a better season. He's even been better as of late, despite Mark Andre Flurry playing really well. But then, guys, look at Vili Husso. He's one of the best goalies in the NHL this season, based on my favorite stat goal saved above expected. So I just think you know there, there's a good chance that St. Louis could could upset Minnesota here. And uh, again, in the season series, last point, St. Louis is up 3-0. You just set up the point I wanted to make about this series perfectly for me. I, I loved it. Um, you know, it's with goaltending. And honestly, I think that Flurry, he's, he's got a bone to pick with Binner for, for being the, the first time he got chased from his crease and, and a new guy took over and won a cup. Um, so I, I think that he's going to be really driven this season. Um, but yeah, the point I really wanted to make is that I think when it comes down to it, what, whatever series they go out on, 
Minnesota's narrative after this series is is going to be totally 100% about coaching and which goalie they went with. Yeah, they should have played the other guy. It's always going to be they should have played the other guy. Yeah. Um, I think I'm personally with you right now. Like I would go with Talbot, but it looked really bad if you didn't go with Flurry to to start off and you went out. So it's it's a tough spot, and I don't want to be making the decision. But yeah, it's crazy. All right, next series now, and we go to the Dallas Stars against the Calgary Flames. We almost had Calgary and Nashville. Uh, but it came right down to the wire, and we end up with Calgary and Dallas. Looking at the Flames, an, an incredible bounce-back season. Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Goudreau, each with over 100 points. Great goaltending by Jacob Markstrom. Uh, they've got a, a, a Stanley Cup-winning coach in Daryl Sutter, who's done an incredible job with that group. And then you've got the Dallas Stars. This could be the last hurrah for Rick Bonus behind the bench. We've seen the turnover when it comes to the core of this team, and uh, we don't need to go through the names. We know who those guys are that are a part of this new young core for the Dallas Stars. They're able to hang on to a wild card spot, beat Vegas late in the season, and uh, and they've got a tough first round opponent against the Calgary Flames. And guys, I am taking the Flames in this series in five games. Yeah, I mean, I could sit here and talk about how Dallas barely made the playoffs and who knows if they should really even be here. Uh, I could do that for a while, but I'm going to talk more about why Calgary deserves to win and less about why Dallas deserves to lose. It's one of the best lines in hockey right off the bat. That that line is so much fun to watch. They bring it in every single way. And with the depth and physicality coming behind that line, and probably the goalie I feel best about in the West with Saros being out now, I, I give a huge edge to Calgary here. And and maybe the biggest reason is this new formed culture and hunger that they have over the last two years. The guys have talked about it ad nauseum, how they need to win right now. They need to start going deep in the playoffs. So I'm going to go with Calgary and I am going to give them five games, Harper. Well, this is a clean sweep, boys, because I'm going to go Calgary in five as well. I think they've got better forwards, defense, goaltending. They won the season series this year, uh, 2-0-1. Money Puck has them at 80% chance of winning. So I just think they're the better team top to bottom. Better depth, better top-end players. Like I, I, I just think that everything is in Calgary's favor here. And if they don't win, it will be an upset. And a little bit of a, a foreshadowing moment here. Calgary is the team that I have coming out of the West in my complete bracket because I think they're that good. I do as well. And I may have them in the Stanley Cup Finals, but we'll have to talk about that a little later on. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we'll we'll move on to this last series in the Western Conference uh, for the opening round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And guys, I'm not going to lie. I, I sat here and, and thought about this one for a minute. You've got the Edmonton Oilers with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. They've been red hot 
hot, like the hottest team to finish the season. Mike Smith has been unbelievable. They have looked like a completely different hockey team under Jay Woodcroft. He's done an unbelievable job behind the bench with this group. And then the LA Kings, who have fought adversity all year. They're a young team, so much speed, so much enthusiasm and excitement. No Drew Doughty. They've had a, a shorthanded back end. Guys, we said Cal Peterson was going to be the guy between the pipes. No, it's been the veteran, Jonathan Quick, this year. He's been great for L.A. Case, I know you like the Kings, uh, but I got to go with the team that's hot right now, and that's the Edmonton Oilers. I think they get by L.A. in this series, but I think it's going to be tight. I think the Kings are going to give the Oilers all they can handle, and I've got Edmonton taking it in six games. Mm. Okay. That's good. Six games. You know, obviously I, I'm I'm rooting for L.A. in this series because they're my team in the West. But, yeah, I, I, for all of the same reasons that Harper just nailed, uh, I'm giving the nod to Edmonton. Uh, both teams missing a big piece on D, at least at first. We don't know if Nurse is out or not. Game time decision tonight. So that's huge. But, like, depth-wise, i got to go with Edmonton on D, even though we've, we've ragged on it a little bit this season. Uh, both goalies, absolute wild cards <laughs> on what you're going to get out of them. Mike Smith, I think in the... Since he turned 40, he went like 9-0-1 <laughs> after being like not good earlier in the season. Jonathan Quick was non-existent the last three years and now he's or two years and now he's a <laughs> Stanley Cup contending goalie again. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's pretty crazy. But I think that McDavid is it, he's going to go in absolute beast mode after being sick of losing and uh he's gonna take away he's either gonna do it all himself or he's gonna take away enough attention for for some depth guy to score some big goal and uh i think that they're gonna take this game or this series in seven games uh i think it's gonna go much longer than edmonton wants and most people expect and that's because of four two-time stanley cup winners on the other team they have to be passing down some knowledge to some of these younger guys and la's got some good depth down the middle so Last hurrah for uh, Dustin Brown. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that because they did the whole ceremony where, or like his last game where he wore the C in the regular season. But then like they could potentially go on to win the cup here. Like, you know, they squeaked into the playoffs and then, you know, who knows? The playoffs, anything could happen. But Money Puck has Edmonton at 57% chance to win here. I'm taking Edmonton in four, guys. Even though this is the least lopsided series in terms of probability, like according to both The Athletic and Money Puck, I just don't see a way that LA can steal a game unless it's completely on the back of Jonathan Quick. And as long as Edmonton continues to get incredible goaltending from Mike Smith. Like he has been the best goalie in the league over the last month, guys. I'm not even kidding. Like the numbers point to that. He's been extremely good. And maybe that's part of, you know, Edmonton also playing good over the last like 10 games or whatever, but he's been really really great. And that's been the problem with Edmonton all year. They give up high quality chances, more so than than a lot of other teams, but they haven't had the goaltending to bail them out. And then all of a sudden, 40-year-old Mike Smith comes out of nowhere and is standing on his head and that's exactly what you need coming up to the playoffs because we know goaltending is absolute voodoo and random so if a guy's hot you gotta just play him and ride him and see how far you can get with him 
I think Edmonton is better up front because obviously the big two, but there's some notable depth guys, depth guys who have had really good years this year. Like Evander Kane, I don't think gets talked about enough on this team, but you know, he's been nearly a point per game since he came to Edmonton. And obviously he brings that physical presence as well. Say what you want about what he's like off the ice, but that's been a great addition. Jesse Pugliarvi has had a great season, not necessarily putting up the points that you want from from a high pick like that, but he's really been contributing, hounding pucks, and and has been a really nice fit for this team. And then you talk about defense, you know, LA is missing Drew Doughty, their best player, um, arguably their best player. He's been incredible before he got injured anyways. Um, and then I talked about the goaltending. Yes, Johnny Quick's been good, but I just think that Edmonton is better in every other way, shape, and form, and I think it's going to be a sweep for the Oilers. McDavid goes God mode. Wow. Two veteran goalies going head-to-head. Do you not think we're going to see the other halves of those tandems as well? Like, Do you not think we're going to see Koskinen and Peterson as well, just given the age factor for both Smith and Quick? Definitely. They're, they're lucky there's no back-to-backs in the playoffs, or there shouldn't be anyway. <laughs> well, uh, guys, that wraps it up for the uh, opening round for the Western Conference. And uh, before we move on to the East... I just want to say, one, we're doing really well for timing, which is great. I, I like we rarely are ever able to say that. And two, could you guys imagine a battle of Alberta in the second round and just the war that would go on between the Flames and the Oilers? That would be fantastic. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be something else. All right. That's the West for you. Let's move on to the East now, starting with the Washington Capitals against the President's Trophy winners, the Florida Panthers. Guys, Florida hasn't won a year since 96. You'd have to think that this is the year. They went for it by picking up guys like Ben Sherratt and Claude Giroux at the trade deadline. You've got the Capitals, the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. This core is getting older. Some questions with the goaltending. Obviously, Alex Ovechkin still scoring goals, but... uh, it's you know this could be it for for this group so uh thoughts on this series to kick off the eastern conference yeah first of all there's talks you know we saw ovi go to the boards pretty hard and there's talks that he's going to be out or game time decision whatever you want to call it there's no chance he's going to be out for this series the guy will play if he has an arm still I'm not worried about a shoulder injury. He'll be pumped up on so many painkillers and just flying out there. But, you know, a long time ago, I put a future on Washington to go very deep and, in fact, go to the Stanley Cup Finals. And uh, if Bet365 didn't rob me of that bet, I think I'd be losing it in the first round. Um, Florida is just so good. And they're so built for a playoff run. I thought they were built for a playoff run before the trade deadline and then they were the most improved team at the trade deadline so i think it's just unfathomable to think that they could lose this series they, they they're built so well they're tough for a team that scores a ton of goals they they've got great depth like the fact that i giving them the edge on defense and they're missing a top five defenseman in the league is absurd and they've figured out some good goaltending for once and, and i think you know, they're both teams that have a goaltending choice to be made. And 
I think that's maybe the only way Florida loses is if one of their goalies drops the ball. But I'm going with Florida and I'll give it to them in his six games because Washington's too pesky and has too many uh, guys who've done it before to, to go quick. I totally agree with that case. I've also got Florida in six just because I, I feel the same way about Washington. Like they're still a good team. They got 100 points in the standings, for Christ's sake. Like every team in the playoffs in the East, anyways, had over 100 points, which is, I don't know the stat, but the first time it's happened in a while. Like every team in the East here, like I wouldn't be shocked if any of these teams went on to win the cup. Like I think the East is, is that good, at least in terms of the regular season, that is. But, you know, Money Puck has, has Florida at 64%. I think it should be a bit higher because, you know, the forwards, defense, goalies, I think it all favors Florida. Florida won the season series 2-1. I just think that Florida top to bottom is a really great team. And not saying that Washington isn't, but I just think Florida is, is so deep, especially after the deadline, like you said. And yeah, like again, case like building off what you said, I agree that the only way that Florida loses a couple games is maybe they they don't get stellar goaltending from Bob. Because let's face it, like Bob will be the guy in the playoffs. I don't think it will be Spencer Knight. It, it'll be Bobrovsky. But you know, we've seen him falter in the past, and and if that happens again, good luck. Because in the playoffs, it's tougher to score your way out of problems as you know i'm extremely familiar with being a leafs fan so i think that's the only way they drop a a couple games but washington they're pesky they're a good team and uh you know ovechkin of course wants another cup before he ends his incredible career in in the next you know 15 years because i feel like he'll be a cyborg still playing but but yeah he, he he'll want another one for sure so they're they're not gonna go away easy but florida in six is uh my final pick I forgot to give my pick before you guys. I'm actually going to take the Panthers in five games. I just think the Capitals are going to be so overwhelmed with the Panthers and their ability to put the puck in the back of the net. And you'd have to think, like, it would be a huge, huge failure. This this year would be seen as a failure for the Panthers if they lose in the first round somehow uh, to the Capitals. But the Capitals have gone all the way before. And... Uh, you know, that could be maybe a, a sexy upset to pick. So, but we've all got the Panthers. All right. This next series, and it's a big one. And what maybe will be the most watched first round series of the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's the two time defending Stanley Cup champs, back to back champs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, excuse me, yes, back to back, and the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have not won a round since 2004. That's well documented. Austin Matthews, 60 goals. Best regular season by a Toronto Maple Leaf in in franchise history. You've got Steven Stamkos with uh, his first 100-point season of his career. They've got the best goalie on the planet in Andre Vasilevsky. Jack Campbell is back, healthy, and looking good. Is this the year the Leafs finally get over the hump in the first round? And I'm saying it is. I'm picking the Maple Leafs in seven games. Thoughts on this series, Chad? It's a big one. I'll, I'll let Case go first. That's how we've been doing it. So go ahead. Case. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. This year, I think some big steps have been made uh, for me personally with the Toronto Maple Leafs because it's the first time maybe ever that I'm not cheering against them. I'm not cheering for them in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm just not 
avidly cheering against them. We'll take it. So I'll, I'm going to start it off by saying that because it's a nice thing. But man, I've had a hard time with this one. Uh, I have been struggling trying to determine who I think is going to come out of this. And honestly, I, I think I'm going with the Leafs if they were playing against any team in the first round except Tampa. Uh, the two-time defending chance with almost the same team, except they just swapped a couple like-minded, like-physicality players to the guys that they've lost. And, and it's something that I've talked about a million times with Tampa Bay is how good they are with line matching and shutting guys down. I'm going to keep harping on that. Uh, they're going to 100% focus on Austin Matthews and lock him up. And it's really going to have to come down to one of the other lines for the Leafs, if that's the case, because they're going to be like a hawk on Matthews and shutting him down. Um, you know, one thing that I'll really be watching is one player on each team actually and they're gonna be like make or break impacts i think in this series and that's marner and cooch because they both are guys that seemingly have bipolar tendencies and that they can be the best player on the ice on any given night or an absolute turnover machine and absent in the play it's crazy how how quick they can switch like that and that was Marner last year in the playoffs we all know that so one of those guys is going to have a big series and, and, and that might be the, the changer. But for me, I, I'm going to have to go with Tampa Bay and I think I'm going to have to go to seven games here. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I think it's going to seven games. Um, I, obviously, you disagree about who's going to win, but seven games seems to be the given. Like anyone you ask, it's like these teams are close. You know, it's it's probably going to be seven games. And that's what I'm going with, too. And surprise, surprise, I'm picking Toronto in, in seven games, guys, because I've said it last year and I'll say it this year, like not to be completely biased, but as a Leafs fan, when they are in their cup window, I have to pick them because if I didn't, I would be doing a disservice to the fan base because, you know, if I don't pick them and they win then I look like an asshole and uh, I already look like one most of the right days now. of the week. So. Right now with all what you're wearing and everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm taking Toronto in seven. Money Puck guy surprisingly has Toronto at 67% probability to win the series, which is astronomically high. I don't know where they got that number from. I know it's based on expected goals and other factors, but wow. I would say this is pretty close to 50-50, probably the closest of any series that you can get to 50-50 here. Um, the season series was even tied at 2-2. There were two really tight games, and there were two absolute blowouts both ways. So I don't really know what to expect. Um, up front, I think the Leafs have more high power offense because i think matthew scoring 60 goals is ridiculous and as long as he can do you know 75 percent of that in the playoffs i think tampa's in trouble um plus they're playing william nylander on the third line which has seemingly worked and it frees up you know another line of offense which is a good thing but then you look at defense and goaltending i've got to give the edge to tampa tampa bay here because Andre Vasilevsky, it doesn't matter what kind of season he had. People are saying that he had one of his worst seasons in, in since he's been in the NHL. Guys, he's second in the league, according to Money Puck, in terms of goals saved above expected at the end of the year, behind only Igor Shosturkin. And he, I think he has like a 916. So people were saying, oh, like, who knows? Maybe he's not the best goalie in the world. 
stop. He is. Anybody matching up against Vasilevsky is the second best goalie, even if you're, you know, a, a world class goalie. And we've seen that Campbell can do that, but he's going to be an X factor, guys. I don't know how he's going to perform, but that's going to be, I think, a, a big part of this series. Um, and then on defense, like as good as Toronto's defense has gotten with the addition of Labushkin and, and Giordano and the emergence of Lilligren. You just can't compete with a team who has Mikhail Sergachev playing on their third pair. Like it's it's ridiculous. So I think there there are a couple edges here to Tampa Bay. There's one edge to to the Leafs here, but it's going to be a tight one. And I've got to pick the Maple Leafs here because I'm a fan, but also because I do truly believe it. I truly believe that this team is different. Up and down the lineup, their depth is incredible. And I think last year, you know, they got the easiest route. They could have gotten in Montreal. That clearly didn't work. This year, they have the absolute most difficult route that any team will have to win the cup. So I, I'm going to have to to pick the Leafs here in seven games, exercising all of their demons against uh, the best team in the NHL. Man, I, I'm as close to 50-50 on this series as I I may have ever been in, in any of these rankings. And like... I, I, I don't know if I want to go this far, but I think that if Toronto can overtake Tampa here, then they can go on. They're going to the cup final. It's simple as that, because that is as much adversity as you can face in the in the first round of the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, like I said, 50 50 for sure. But I'm giving a slight edge to Tampa. And uh, like you said, with the season series, that's what one thing that's kind of scaring me. A thing I've said again so many times is don't embarrass a team in the playoffs while Tampa beating Toronto eight one was as close to the playoffs as possible. And you know that Toronto hasn't forgotten about that. So that does scare me a little bit. Definitely. One quick thing I I wanted to say about the Leafs and, and well, two quick things actually, before we move on to the next series. And one is that, you know, I, I look at them as the 2018 Capitals when they went all the way, like they just they got over the hump against Pittsburgh finally. And I feel like for Toronto, if they can finally get over the hump this year and win in the first round, like I think they're going to. And, and you do as well, Chad. And in case you're certainly close, um, but that once they get over the hump, the confidence could just go through the roof and they could go on a run. Like, like you said, Case. And the other yeah. point that I heard today was what might help Toronto when it comes to the mental aspect in that locker room is that they're not the favorites this time in this series. Like they were the favorites before against Boston against Columbus and against Montreal. And, and that was, that was a collapse last year. Yes. They are favorites in terms of they finished ahead of Tampa Bay in the standings, but you're looking at Tampa Bay and saying, well, they're, you know, they're looking to go for their third straight Stanley cup. So I wanted to bring up those two points before moving on to the next series. Betting odds, too. Like, I can't believe the Leafs. Like, I think it should be evens in terms of betting odds, but the Leafs are the favorites. And so there's no money to be won there at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes. It seems like these two teams always meet in the playoffs. And I think the one big thing to watch uh, going into this series is the goaltending on both sides and the goaltending tandems not just two goalies but the tandem in boston of lena salmark and jeremy swayman and then the tandem in carolina of freddie anderson and anti ranta and also i think on the blue line i don't think a lot of uh people have 
talked enough about Charlie McAvoy this year and the kind of year he's had in Boston. And then, of course, Jacob Slavin, one of the most underrated D in the National Hockey League. And again, like Case said about Minnesota, that's a stacked blue line in Carolina. So thoughts on the Canes and Bruins this series. I've got the Hurricanes taking this one in seven. Yeah, this this one is another one where I had a pretty hard time. And mostly because the harder I looked at these two teams, the more I realized that they're like the same team in the way that they're built and up and down the lineup. So uh, I, it, it's hard for me to give one team an edge either way, except I heard there's no Freddie to start this series. And for that reason, I'm a little fearful for Carolina. And I'm going to give Boston the win here in six games because there's no way they win a game seven in Carolina. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go Boston in seven here, guys. I also had a tough one with this. Money Puck has 55% probability that Boston will win. But the season series is 3-0 Carolina. I think it really depends, like you guys mentioned, who plays in net for both teams. I think we're probably, while we are looking at anti-Ranta, that's confirmed. Freddie Anderson will be out for at least the first two games, uh, perhaps the entire first series. And then in Boston, are we expecting Allmark or Swayman? Do you guys know about that? Who's starting? Uh, Allmark. Allmark is confirmed the, uh, the starter for game one. And see, I don't know how I feel about that. It, <laughs> Me neither. It's a good tandem. It's definitely a good tandem, but you can only play one guy at a time, and you better hope you made the right pick. Like that, that's all I can say. Or don't go home to Boston anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, really. If Tuka Rask wasn't the favorite in town, how can Jeremy Swayman expect to be a favorite? Christ. Well. I give the edge on forward to Carolina. I think they're deeper, especially with the additions of uh, Kakiniemi, obviously with the offer sheet, and then uh, Max Domi at the deadline. I thought that was a sneaky good ad. Uh, and then Boston, you know, they, they don't really have a, a quality second line center like i don't love Halla. i think they're missing Krejci this year in terms of depth scoring and uh you know i just think forward depth carolina has the clear edge goaltending talked about that i think it's pretty close to even because all four guys who could potentially be seen in this series have been good this year but they've also all been injured and we don't know who's going to play when and how good they're going to play when they do play. So I think that's a total wash. And then on defense, I think Carolina has a more offensive minded defense core with the addition of Tony D'Angelo, who has been, uh, uh, you know, shot out of a can in this year. He's been really good offensively. Um, but then I think Boston has a better defensive defense group. So I think there's pros and cons to each team, strengths and weaknesses. So I think it's going to come down to seven either way, but I'm going to have to go with Boston just because of the way they play in the playoffs, guys. They're not smart like dumb truck. Exactly. Exactly. That's why same reason why I went with them. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I, I just I, I like Carolina. I like Brendamore. I, I think like he he doesn't care who's who's in, who's out. He's gonna he's gonna coach them well like he always does and, and uh I, I like Carolina in the series. But again, it's Boston. Uh all right, last series to talk about for the opening round in the Eastern Conference, and that is the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers. The Penguins uh, won back-to-back cups, of course, in 16 and 17, and uh, they kind of were just 
skidding along uh, to, uh, towards the end of the season. Um, no Tristan Jari, I believe, to to start the series. So that is obviously a concern. Like we talked about with the Capitals earlier, this group is getting older. Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin are both free agents in the offseason. It wouldn't be a surprise to see them stick around, but... Who knows? One of them or both of them could be gone in the offseason. You never know. So this could be uh, the last uh, the last hurrah for this Pittsburgh group. And then the New York Rangers, Igor Shosturkin, unbelievable season. When you're talking about goaltenders that could potentially steal a series, he's certainly a guy. Chris Kreider, a great year. They got tougher in the offseason. Chris Drury bringing in guys like Barkley Goodrow, Ryan Reeves, and Sammy Blay. Jacob Truba has been great on the back end. Obviously, they've got a Norris Trophy winner in Adam Fox. And i got to take the Rangers here. And I've got the Rangers winning this series in five games. I just think there are too many concerns with Pittsburgh at the moment. Yeah, uh, this one I, I, I might have the least on out of all of the series. I didn't spend too much time looking, but also because it's probably the series I'm least interested in. Um <laughs> And yeah, when I look at these two teams, like, you know, that we can't forget about Pittsburgh. We've done it before. And every time we do it, we look like jackasses because of the Pittsburgh Penguins. But uh, when I look at this team, like the the decor in the Rangers is much better than Pittsburgh. Um, The depth is I'm going to give in favor to the Rangers as well on forward and obviously goaltending. Like that's such a glaring difference between these two guys. And really when I I look at this, I have to go. Yeah. Shesterkin in six games. Yeah. Yeah, really. (laughs) I think I said that last year, McDavid in four games or something. (laughs) Same thing. It's like, he's the guy, you know, it's, it's him and then the rest of the guys. So, um, I had a really tough time with this one, guys. Money Puck has Pittsburgh 64% probability of winning this series here. I thought that was a little bit high. Um, I don't know if that's accounting for no Jari or not, because I know that would make a significant significant difference if it's you know using expected goals. But I've been saying this forever, and I've got to stick with my guns here. If Pittsburgh gets average goaltending, League average goaltending. Look out, because they've still got it. I don't care if it's Chris Letang and five nobodies on the back end, or if it's Sidney Crosby and 11 nobodies in the lineup. This team, you can't count out. I think it's going to be extremely close, but I'm going to have to go with Pittsburgh in seven games, because although they don't have Jari, who was incredible this season, They have Casey DeSmith, who started out the year not very good at all. He was extremely poor, but he's been, you know, better than average over the last couple months, equaling his entire season out to be pretty much average in the NHL. He's not a terrible goalie. He's not a fantastic goalie, but he can give you quality saves and hopefully those saves can be timely as well for this team. I think the addition of Ricard Raquel to this team is a sneaky good ad 
And I think, you know, their forward depth, Case, I know you gave the, the forward depth edge to the Rangers here, but I think the, the Penguins here are sneaky good, and they've got a, a ton of guys who, like, you didn't even hear about before the start of the season, and we keep saying that, but they, they just kind of come out of nowhere, and they get the job done by committee, of course, led by Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel. Gensel, by the way, had an incredible year this year. Didn't even get talked yep. about, really. Overshadowed Easily, by... Yep. A million other guys but i just think this team still has it and as long as they get average goaltending from DeSmith, they're gonna win this series and igor shesterkin is gonna steal a bunch of games maybe three but i don't know if he has enough in the tank to steal four and i also don't think chris Kreider is gonna be able to keep scoring at the pace that he did in the regular season and then who else do you rely on mika zibanejad he's good but he's not a game breaker he's not Sidney crosby you know Sidney Crosby in seven games. Yeah, just they only have Panarin though. Like that guy. He, <laughs> let's forget about Panarin, I guess. And, oh, and Ryan Strom has been pretty good. And Andrew Cobb is actually a better pickup than Ricard Raquel when it comes to the playoffs. But anyways, we'll we'll get away from this series because no one really cares because fuck the Rangers. <laughs> I'm surprised you even took the Rangers, to be honest. I'm really surprised too, but I knew a, uh, a, a fuck the New York or fuck the Rangers, some kind of insult to the rags, Rangers, whatever was yeah. coming at some point. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, that, uh, that wraps up our uh, playoff predictions, guys. But one more before we wrap up, and that is who do you guys have in the Stanley Cup finals and your Stanley Cup winner? Just quickly before we wrap up, Case, you first. Oh, man, I haven't even thought about it. I, I'm going to pass that over to Chad, and I'll have an answer for you by the time he's done Okay, yapping away. <laughs> In typical biased Canadian hockey fan, Leafs fan fashion, I'm going with an all-Canadian matchup in the playoffs just to rub salt in the wound for for everybody who said that the Canadian division sucked last year. I'm going Toronto and Calgary. In the Western Comp or in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, Calgary out of the West, Toronto out of the East, and I'm going Toronto Maple Leafs in six games to win the Cup. 44 goals scored in the Stanley Cup Final. All right, Case, do you want me to go or have you have you? There's no about chance. It? I'm telling you how many goals are scored in the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm, uh, <laughs> I didn't fill out a bracket yet, so <laughs> I literally so just did it. That's why I had it there, but. <laughs> Um, I'm going to have to go with my, my early on gut for the West, the, what I've been saying since the beginning of the, the season. And, um, and I'm going to have to say the Minnesota wild are going to meet up with the Florida Panthers in the Stanley cup finals. Florida's good, man. Florida's good. And I, I hope that they don't only win their first series since 96 or whatever. I hope they win their first cup this year. And uh, I think they will. I think they're going to win this uh, Stanley Cup in six against Minnesota. I I, I like that. I like it. Um, I uh, I've got Florida in my Stanley Cup final, and I've got a Canadian team as well, and that's the Calgary Flames. So the Flames and the Panthers in the Stanley Cup finals, and I'm going to bring out a connection. I think uh, 
Shocker. You know, Sam Bennett facing his the the team that drafted him fourth overall. I, I think it's the Flames that get it done in seven games against the Florida Panthers to win their first Stanley Cup since 1989. And I just think Daryl Sutter is one of the best coaches in the NHL right now. And he is a proven winner in the playoffs as well. But yeah, Florida's good, man. So I, I've got them there, but I've got Calgary winning the cup this I'm, year. I, I'm going to change seven games, Florida and seven over Minnesota. And I want to, um, I want to add that if I wasn't going with Minnesota, I was going with Calgary. So I, I do agree with you guys that they're a good team and they're going to go deep here, but well, depends on if they run into Minnesota, I guess. I think we're all saying Calgary because they've got a bit of an easier path than some other teams who might be better. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the consensus here. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they've got to play Dallas and Dallas is no slouch, but I think we all said Calgary is the better team there. And then they've got to play the winner of Edmonton and L.A. There could be some hate in that second round series if it happens between the Battle of Alberta. And then if they play L.A., like, I'm not worried about that. And then, you know, they might have to play whoever wins out for, you know, in the other series. It could be Colorado or it could be Minnesota, whoever. It's going to be a good team, but, you know, at least they've, they've got a decent path to it. Another team with a decent path to it, just when I was looking, is Boston, guys. Like, they've got Carolina, and not saying Carolina's bad, but I think Boston could be better. But then after that, they've got the winner of, of New York and Pitt. And, like, I'm Boston. I'm taking that all day long i think they can beat both of those teams so mm-hmm. you know a couple it could be a couple surprises here like there is every year for sure yep definitely and uh and just going back to minnesota for a second i have them beating colorado but uh you know i, I think a big thing for the avalanche to be successful it's going to be a hard path for them but can they stay healthy i think is the biggest thing for for that group um so and 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 can Darcy Kemper play the way that he did uh in uh in the regular season as well so oh man it it's gonna be awesome I just I love this time of year so there you go there's our Stanley Cup finals or Stanley Cup playoffs predictions excuse me uh for 2022 and enjoy night number one and we'll talk to you again next week this has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at www.patron.com slash boysinthebooth.